so much fun. And as I was doing this, I discovered one thing. I, I, I was always very excited when I sorted the Christmas cards that were in my name, because they were sent to me. That's nice, isn't it? But there was a boy in the school, he wasn't in my class, who just seemed to have a pile this big when I had a pile this big. He was just so popular, and I didn't really like that very much, uh, because I didn't think I was getting enough Christmas cards. So here's the confessional thing. I took some of his Christmas cards and put them in my pile. I know. Mum's looking horrified. I did do that. And I got home. I remember I was at my grandma's and we were having cake and something like that before Christmas. And I was opening these and my grandma kind of nan, she said, why aren't these addressed to Edwin? I said, oh, I have a nickname at school. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so Christmas cards, messages. Uh, I'm going to need some help shortly, but uh, post is amazing, isn't it? I came, uh, so we're talking, we've got a PowerPoint just with some images to help us think. Here we are, thank you for the first one. I read um, from John's Gospel, the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, came and lived with us, brought the communication, the message, the presence of God to be with us. He was with God in the beginning, the Word was God. And there's a lovely little bit of art, here we are, Uh, the Word became the Word became flesh, John 1, 14. Now, postmen are amazing in they delivering cards, Christmas. I want us to think a little bit about the message, the movement, and the meaning of Christmas through Christmas cards. Postmen are amazing. Uh, I came, who got a parcel delivered this year and got one of these, so you had to go somewhere else? This, um, he's a genuine thing. Saw your chicken escaped through the hedge to the side of the building and go into 4B's garden, ticking too large for the letterbox. <laughs> creative postman. I don't know if you saw this on the the news website, maybe for the younger folk you don't look at the BBC news site, saddos like me do. Uh, This is, um, thank you for for the next one. Uh, This is a a letter that was sent from Germany. It's got a stamp on it and it's got England. You'd think that would struggle to find its way, wouldn't you? I mean, there's quite a lot of people in England. However, this German Christmas card with just England on the envelope, did reach the right address in Gloucestershire. I mean, people say miracles don't happen. I mean, this is pretty astounding. Paul Biggs from, sorry? It wasn't mine, no. Paul Biggs from Long Levin said that he was absolutely shocked when his postman arrived at his front door with a card from his friends in Bitburg in Germany. He said, I can't believe it. It's eerie. It just got England, and it was sent from the sorting office in Bitburg. Royal Mail said, uh, it's addressed detectives. Now, there's a job. The address detectives were renowned that even by their standards, it was impressive. It was sent on Monday in Germany, and it was handed by the postman to him on Wednesday. Wow. They do think that the sticky label fell off somewhere at the depot in Gloucestershire, but Bitburg is twins with this town, and so the postman kind of went round and asked people, do you know anyone in Germany? And the man that was delivered to said, yes. And the postman delivered. Incredible. That wouldn't be Arthur, no. He'd just ditch it in the river, wouldn't he? Um, (laughs) Sorry, no. He comes comes to a coffee chat. He's a very great postman and says hello to me every morning. He used to say, hello, Reverend. Now he says, hello, Edward, which is far more nice. So the next um, 
image we have. Some people like to play games with postmen and the male detectives. This is someone who put the address for, for their letter in the form of a jigsaw. And the postman, these dear people, had to unscramble the image. And lo and behold, when they unscrambled it, they found that. And open bag, solve puzzle, and find address. I mean, it's a little bit cheeky, isn't it? Or what about this one? That's just one more. Um, maybe it didn't go on. No, sorry, it didn't go on. I apologize. It didn't go on. Um, so I have it here in my notes. I know you can't see that, but it was someone who created a Sudoku puzzle for the postman. So they put the, the words in, but they missed out the floor and the postcode numbers, and the postman had to solve the Sudoku, and there were arrows so, from the empty gaps <laughs> so they could find which floor, which street number, and which address. Bit weird. Charge extra, send them a thing. However, I was thinking about uh, this, and of thinking about uh, postcodes, the thing about Christmas cards is they are amazing. With six bits of information, a card, a postcard, something sent from somewhere can find its way exactly to you. What are those six bits of information? Well, first, if you think about this globe, there are something like 280 countries. And there are something like 7 billion people. That's a lot. However, with the first bit of information, it goes from being global to national. So we put on our letter, country, England. Immediately, we've cut out 279 countries, not because we don't like them, but we're being specific. Immediately, we've honed it down to, well, if, if we're talking about England rather than Great Britain, something around 55 million people. That's so much more specific. Second bit of information, what might we put? Postcode would make it too easy. So uh, we'd put the county. There we go. The county would be Gloucestershire. And immediately, I don't know how many counties there are in, in good old England, but there's a fair number. And immediately, rather than it just being England, the focus is narrowed to Gloucestershire. What would we do next? The fourth bit of information we need was the, uh, the city or town, Chipping Camden. Now, out of Gloucestershire, I don't know how many people live in Gloucestershire and how many sheep there are and old spotted pigs, but there are a number of people in Chipping Camden, and usually that's around about 2,000. So from 7 billion to 55 million to 2,500, what do we need then? The street. So here we are in high school in Cider Mill Lane. The fifth bit of information would be the number. I, the school doesn't have a number, but if you were, thank you, uh, Mike, if we were to, to sort of make it very specific, what's your house? What number on street or road? Or maybe even this, the name. But that can still be a little bit, is it mum, dad, is it brother, sister, who might it be? So the last bit, the sixth bit of information that you'd need would be your name. Out of seven billion, with six bits of information, a message can come straight to you. This is what Christmas is about. This is what the Christmas cards, not only sending your greetings, but using that illustration for it, that God sent his son Jesus into the world to specifically communicate with you. That's the message. The movement. 
um, our dear postman have to bring the card to our doorstep, post it through, and we get the message. It needs to come from someone and be delivered, and it helps to be personal. I thought we'd have a bit of fun because we're all aged, so I need four volunteers here. This is, this is fun. I, I, I do stress that again. Um, a little bit of fun. Hey, Joel, come on then. Joel at the back. Anyone else out the back? Do you want to come, Caleb? That's, this is going to be fun. Let's have two girls too. Let's not be uh, just any. Um, I don't want to say now pick on him because I said girls, so that would be harsh, wouldn't it? To call any girls. Okay, well, let's just have guys. Uh, one more. Do you want to come? Uh, we need a girl, maybe, Phil, not one of your daughters. No. Ah, Jemima, come on, fantastic. So, oh, come on, Jemima, you, your dad can help you. So, come and grab a piece of paper. I thought we'd uh, do this morning. You have to make a paper aeroplane. You can't make paper aeroplanes. I know, it's just YouTube now, isn't it? So, can you make it? Make, who's who's uh, got any grand designs? Who's a, a paper aeroplane expert? You can't do it either. Go to Kate. Kate and Lewis will help you. What about, do you know how to make paper aeroplanes? Great. Phil, do you know how to make paper aeroplanes? You've done a couple. And uh, what is the world coming to? No one knows how to do this anymore. Eye blade, eye pads. Come on, Joel, you're not really folding there, are you? He's giving you advice. How would you make a paper aeroplane this morning? We haven't got contact sheets purposely, so you don't demonstrate. No, I'm joking. Uh, when was the last time you made a paper aeroplane? Was it a thing? 2015, anyone done a paper aeroplane? I give you permission to go home and make paper aeroplanes today, just for fun. How are we doing? Philip did them in Sunday school. Brilliant. Instead of, how are we doing? <laughs> Jemima's finished. Do you want to come up on the stage and we can throw them? So, this way, Jemima. Thanks, Phil and Jemima. How are you doing? Are we doing okay? Yeah, on stage. Uh, now this is time for congregation to wear eye protection. Yeah, there's a point. So, here we go. Okay, uh, Caleb. So do you want to hold up your design and about anything? So do you want to describe the design, Joel, for us this morning? Um, probably it looks a bit like Concord. Looks a bit like Concord. What's Concord? Is this one on? Phil? Phil Mottram at the back. Are we? Tell us about Concord. Um, well, it was the first supersonic jet, and it crashed. <laughs> is this what's going to happen with your plane? Um, Supersonic, probably yes. Okay, so tell us about your plane and what you have hopes for. <laughs> I hope it will crash, probably as usual. Um, <laughs> um, it's just an ordinary plane that I usually do. Kind of fairly blasé, you know, that's what I ordinarily do. And uh, what about you, Caleb? Um, I could do, um, it might crash and I could do, um, it could do fly um, 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 all the way down there. How far do you think it's going to go? Um, all the way to the there. Watch out at the back. 
Jemima. I'm, I'm interpreting for Jemima. Uh, it's a very similar model to one down there, but it's got this amazing little tail fin. I'm hoping that will create some extra stability. Extra stability, fantastic. So I'd like you now, this is where we all participate, to choose an aeroplane, to choose a young person. Who's it going to be? And uh, we're just going to uh, call them out. Starting with Joel, hold up your aeroplane, and we're going to have some cheers for Joel's plane. Next one. And next one. Okay, and Jemima's plane with its amazing tail fin. So we're now going to have a competition, and the, uh, the winner, I'll tell you the prize at the end, okay? It's an amazing prize. So let's have, uh, let's have a three, two, one from everyone for our first aeroplane. And actually, Phil, will you be, will you be kind of the, the marker for the one that gets the farthest? Do I need a microphone? Okay. Possibly. Okay. Okay. Ready? Joel. Three. Let's do it together. Three, two, one, go! Oh. Second row. That's good. Thank you, Phil. And let's go for the next three, two, one, go. Do you want to have another go? Okay. And three, two, one, go. Joel, it's looking good. Okay, so Jemima and Phil, ready? Three, two, one. Go! Oh. Thank you. You can uh, all come down. Where is uh, Concord? Here we are. Do you want to take Concord away? It's got flaps on the back, is it? That was Phil's aeroplane, really, wasn't it? No, no. Modified by Joel. Modified by Joel. Brilliant. Uh, do you want to know your prize, Joel? I know you love this. It's an extra big piece of Christmas cake. <laughs> you told me before the service don't like that. So uh, anyway, thank you, Jemima. Good job. Now, the thing about aeroplanes is they, you know, they, didn't, they didn't really get very specific, did they? But they were sent from someone, and they didn't actually hit anyone because we, we didn't want injuries. But they kind of made it so far, but they're a little bit indiscriminate. We didn't quite know where it was going to go. When we think about Christmas, the message is specifically addressed to people. Jesus comes, the Word becomes flesh and dwells amongst us. The message from God is for us. But it's not just random. It's not just kind of thrown out willy-nilly. But God sends His Son that there's a movement involved. It's not just that He sits somewhere and writes a message and sort of throws it out. And says, oh, where will it get to? Who will it get to? I don't know. But unlike the aeroplane, God sends his son amongst us to dwell amongst us, to be with us, because he wants us to receive the message. And the third M, who got M&Ms for Christmas? M&Ms, not popular this year. M&M and M. This is the message, three M's. The meaning, the movement, and the message that Jesus comes to reveal to us some amazing truth, that he is the son of the Father, he's the communication of good news, that to all who would receive him, to all who would say, yes, I want to receive this message, he gives the right, the privilege, to become a child of God, to belong to a new family, to belong to an eternal family. 
that such is his love for us, such is his desire that each one of us should know him, that he sends the message with those six bits of information to each one of us. He knows our name. He knows where we live. Sends it specifically. He involves himself. He doesn't just stand back and say, here's some message. He comes, he moves into the neighborhood to give us the meaning. All who receive him, the right to become children of God. Isn't that great news? Great for Christmas. And enjoy your paper airplanes later. I told you it would be short and sweet. Henry, at the back.